0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Natural Geekery. This is episode two of season three, and I have a special guest for us tonight. We'll be sitting back and discussing role-playing games and that person's relationship to role-playing games and storytelling and creativity, etc. And I hope you guys enjoy that. Before we get into that, though, there are a few things I do want to talk about and get everybody caught up to speed on. I uh, forgot to mention this on episode one, and I probably should have, and that is that our podcast release schedule is every two weeks. We're not going to be getting a podcast out every week. Um, for those of you who were wandering about and aimlessly trying to figure out why there wasn't an episode last week, that's because there wasn't one scheduled, and they'll be so they'll be every other week. For the time being, we hope to eventually get to every week, but for right now, uh, we're doing this mainly to, so we can not get burned out and we can maintain our sanity because we all have other lives that we have to live and other jobs and things we try to do as we put this together. Um, but in time, if we can make that happen, we are going to try and get it to every week, but for now it's every two weeks. So we'll know that moving forward. And I wanted to to let everybody know about that. Uh, We will be having interviews for the next few episodes. I have quite a few people that have come forward. Thank you, everyone that has contacted me. And if you want to be on the show, please contact me. Contact me. Please send me an email. You can contact me through any of the social media channels. And I will try to work out a schedule. Um, Those of you that have contacted me in... Just the past week or so, I've been out sick and everything is a shambles. (laughs) It's Everything's a mess. (laughs) So give me some time to rearrange my schedule, get back with you and see if we can get an interview scheduled. So yeah, for the next few episodes, we're going to be doing interviews because that will change because we are working right now towards our Wildest Plus episode zero. For those that don't know, our wildest plus episodes are our actual play episodes. And these, are, but previously in season two, it was just me and my good buddy Dr. Hip doing a actual play with no game master. We are doing a slight modification on that, and it's basically going to be uh, four people sitting around and telling a collaborative creative story with me sort of functioning as a GM by all appearances, I'm going to be a GM, but the, the narrative and the chances for the players to control that narrative, I believe are going to be much greater than they would at a standard role playing game. Um, that's you'll see, you'll see. It's, it's a lot to try and, uh, it'll make sense when you hear it kind of thing. Um, we have had so much fun, playtesting this. Um, we we did, I think we're up to five episodes now, coming up on six. We decided, because we were having so much fun with those characters, to just continue a second game. So we'll be doing our Wildest Plus episodes here that are public-facing, and then we'll be doing the playtest game. And the patrons of the Patreon uh, will be getting those as special drops Matter of fact, the uh, first playtest episode is coming up for patrons, hopefully in the next week. We'd like to get it to you before the end of September, um, but you'll be able to find that on Patreon as well in the next few days. There's hopefully going to be a special gift coming your way as well to thank you for all of your months of patience and support. Thank you so much. We love our patrons and this show couldn't be moving forward without them and they just mean a lot to us, so um if you want more information i'll be talking about at the end of the show but you can just check out uh while you're listening you can go check out the natural geekery patreon and the information on the levels and all that will will be there um so yeah we're very excited about that we uh it's it's going to be we've had so much fun um and i can't wait to share it with all of you i just can't um so yeah uh our my guest Uh, Coming up for this episode, her name is Kirsten, and I am happy to announce that she is one of the new players to the Wildest Plus cast, and I decided that it was only appropriate that before you hear her voice as a player, you hear her voice as someone being interviewed, take take her through the appropriate hazing process to be interviewed before you can be on the show. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. I just made that up right now. But yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. Uh, Kirsten comes into role-playing from a slightly unusual background with role-playing and how that juxtapositions into her sense of role-play, I think is particularly interesting. So I hope you enjoy the interview and I hope you enjoy the conversations that come out of it. And yeah, um, I'll, I'll be back at the end of the episode to take care of some bookkeeping and talk about show notes, et cetera, et cetera. But for now, thanks for being here, welcome aboard, and I hope you enjoy the interview. See you at the end. All right, hello, everyone, and welcome to this interview episode. Today, uh, I am joined by Kirsten, or V. We're going to use those interchangeably, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. All right. Um, she's going to join us and talk about gaming, her her history with gaming, um, as well as some other subjects we're going to cover for this episode. How are you doing today?
1: Doing just fine. How about you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, so you have, uh, if folks don't know by now, and they may not, depending on when this episode drops, you've joined us on the cast as wildest plus i'm just going to kick off with well, i'm going to kick off with that one um and we are so welcome to have you thanks for being part of the team and helping out with all that you have been doing and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to get you on as an interviewee so folks could kind of get an idea of who you were for sure. as we yeah as we get into the wildest plus episodes those may not be hitting for a little bit maybe by the time this episode drops there might be one or two in the can ready to go we'll see we're working on it it. everybody patience it's been a patience game so far and yeah and, and uh thank you for your patience as well because it's been it's been a weird road the past six months okay so kirsten can you tell us your origin story <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so it, I I, okay. I assume
1: in in reference to uh, role playing. Um, yeah, yeah. I got into role playing, not necessarily role playing games, but role playing when I was in middle school when somebody introduced me to Gaia Online, uh, which is a forum based okay, website. Right. If you guys have never done that, and they were like, "Yeah, you can role play on there," and I got into it from that aspect. Um, and it wasn't until college that i probably played my first game of D. we didn't finish it i think we played like two or three sessions and the, the dm dropped out because of his girlfriend um, oh no so okay. past that it's i, I mostly forum role-played for a really long time um and then only okay. more recently have i been you know building groups that wanted to play role-playing games themselves um right. so in that aspect okay. that that's that's where i'm coming from when i come to a game that's
0: That's how you started. So, you got introduced to Gaia Online, and um, I'm familiar with with forum role-playing games or role-playing as well. Did you guys have um, character? I'm not familiar with Gaia. So, did you guys have character stats? Did you have skills? Did you have, like, a list for the character, or was it just a... It
1: it depended on the role-play. Most of the time, we didn't have stats. Um, Gaia Online, I don't think when I joined, they had a rolling... They do now. Um, Not that I've done it in a while. Uh, But when I started, it was, hey, introduce your character, give us a little backstory, give them their name, their gender, their facial, like a lot of times people would use anime pictures or uh, models or something like that to like represent their character. And then they would come into the game into an open world, essentially, uh, with maybe the start of a plot, and you guys would build the plot together. Um so nice. it wasn 't so much rolling as it was communication based like story building
0: yeah yeah um so with that so it it's a it's almost like a form of diceless role playing um there's there are books out there there are tabletop games that it's it 's a diceless game and so how how were conflicts handled in 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 your introduction to this like if somebody i hit you or i try to tackle you or if there's any kind of conflict or even if it's just a chess game, right? Like how did those uh, contests get worked out?
1: Um, normally, at least in my experience, there are probably ones where people were like, well, we're going to see how it goes kind of thing. Um, but normally yeah. with, with the people that I role played with, uh, we would a discuss that we wanted our characters to fight to begin with. It wasn't just like, well, you're making me mad. So I'm going to fight you. Um, it mm-hmm. was, hey, heads up, your character is doing something that might push mine over the edge. If they get into a fight, you know, how do we want this to go? And you would kind of storyboard it in advance.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Which which you might relate to, too, with uh, TikTok being similar in that aspect where you have to discuss, hey, how do you want this fight to end? Who do we want to win? Or, mm-hmm. like, how do we want this scene to, to go? It's, it's like building a script, essentially. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. It's it's very much a collaborative effort. It's very much. a... I forgot to intro-
1: a, say that in my uh, in my introduction. I did TikTok role playing as well. Uh, in between. Oh yeah, right. So, which is how I met most of the people and you uh, that I now do D and D groups with. So.
0: Yeah, no. That's an excellent. That's an excellent point, and something I had forgotten to mention as well. I think, or put in the questions. I, I just want to kind of segue into that because. Uh, in season two, uh, that came up a couple times about TikTok role playing and about how how it's almost like a live action game. It's almost a mix of live action game and forum board role play in that all the reasons you just described right? yeah, like it really
1: is. and it was it was a great segue from that forum based role playing because I went directly from still forum based role playing into TikTok. Uh,
0: oh, okay,
1: okay. so. It, it was a really interesting transition, and some of the people that I was role playing with, they were like, "You use your real face," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's a little weird, but I'm getting used to it." <laughs> so <laughs> that's that was one of the big differences: is how much effort it takes in comparison to just sitting down and writing. Which, like, I'm I would used. write like short so. papers per post, like a short uh-huh. post for me in a role play. By the time I kind of was was starting to do just TikTok versus uh, the forum base was like. A thousand to fifteen hundred words per post, so like we were writing good chunks of text, uh, so lots, lots of story building.
0: Respect, yeah. That I, have been on forum boards like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and you spend a lot of time on those posts, and oh, then yeah. you the 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 move back to like a TikTok where you're like, okay, you need to figure out what you're going to do, and you have thirty seconds to pull it off. How do you do that? You know, like a minute oh, yeah. tops. And then, if you like recording
1: audios to uh, do what you want to in terms of moving right. your plot along, and it's not, it's not even your own voice half the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's actually forum board role play is so much easier because uh, I can I can remember times I don't know if it was with Hogwarts or one of the other role play things I found myself in on TikTok, but like spending hours. Just to get a 30-second video correct.
1: Yes. And if anybody here is is uh, listening along, if you need a tip on how to hoard audios well, because I know TikTok doesn't help you to hoard audios, make yourself a Discord channel. Make yourself little folders for each of your characters and drop them into those folders and hoard your audios that way. It is so much easier than hoarding them on TikTok.
0: Brilliant. I've heard of Excel spreadsheets and that sort of thing. I tried with That's that. That's And it
1: was harder for me to do that i, yeah. I found discord was easier because once you'd used it you could just delete it rather than like backspacing multiple times on your phone
0: right so. right oh that's great that's that's a i'm i'm gonna incorporate that now actually because i still have probably hundreds of sounds that are on tiktok that i need to go through and figure out what did i what was i gonna use that oh uh, yeah what
1: and that, you can always yeah, add notes so. too on when you're posting the link in yeah. your Discord, like I was going to use this for this. So,
0: yeah. I mean, you can technically yeah. do
1: that with anything, but.
0: That's that's brilliant. And again, though, that's another aspect that you like, who who would have saw that coming that you needed to do that, you know, to, yeah. to make a TikTok video or to keep a character going or to have ready for character elements in order to tell this shared story that's only being told through quick 30 second clips. It's It's a fascinating thing to me. What what TikTok accidentally created, uh, still fairly new too, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's very cool with, um, so with all this, all right, so you get onto Gaia online, you get into this, what drew you to that in the first place? Like what, have you always been sort of very creative and into writing anyway, or is the was this a surprise to you? Like, oh, I'll try this. And then you found yourself consumed by it? Like,
1: I think it might have been the latter where I was like, that sounds like an interesting thing to do. I'm going to give it a try and see how it goes. And I enjoyed it enough. And I was probably a terrible writer back in the day. So, <laughs>
0: like, Oh, yeah. Oh well, God. I mean, sure. I'm like
1: going back sure. and reading your earliest writing for anyone. is Not really yet. awkward. Uh, but definitely yeah. you, you start to hone that skill of writing as you do it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really fun. But also like... I was always into like sci fi and fantasy books. So transitioning okay. into role plays that were also sci fi fantasy was a lot of fun because you got to yeah. be participating in those worlds rather than just reading about them. So,
0: right. And you were doing it with, and that's what I love about it is that you were doing that without any dice mechanics, without any really contest mechanics, it was all diceless roleplay. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think that I ever did one that required a dice. Every yeah. once in a while, we might have thrown one in just for giggles. But I right, I don't right. recall any, any moments specifically where like a dice roll played a, a hand in my character's fate or anything like that.
0: Wow. Okay, so... Uh, it's just so cool to me because I think I, I've actually told you this. I know I have. Um, but when we started gaming in the first game that I ran, the Monster of the Week game, mm-hmm. I was—you took to like how many games? Well, I was you I was bit-
1: mildly terrified. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> that is the first campaign that I have ever finished.
0: Really? Okay. Okay.
1: Before that, I had participated in only two Dungeons and Dragons based role playing games.
0: Right. And, and neither
1: of them had gone past one or two sessions.
0: Well, that's, well, and I think that's I told maybe, you this time. Maybe three with that first
1: one.
0: Yeah, I, I, you took to it like a duck to water. Like, I think all of that experience doing, like, a role-playing game and understanding story and understanding themes and, like, this is the kind of scene I think we're going for. So I'm going to do this to add to it. Like, that just came through like
1: yeah um, easy peasy for you like it was about, really cool forum-based role playing that i found is all of its communication so i mean mm-hmm. somebody somebody usually has created the world sometimes it was me sometimes it was other people and even when they have created that world they can still participate as characters kind of like you're doing uh with with brox and um with luden in in yeah. yours uh you'll meet brox hopefully soon if you haven't already yeah. um <laughs> But uh, a lot of the time you had characters, you could have more than one because, you know, you weren't necessarily tied down to just playing one character, which is a little bit different than, you know, your typical uh, TTRPG. Um, right. And it was character development with other characters, building relationships, uh, exploring the world and the limits of the world. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but it was really more about developing characters and situations Mm -hmm. and things like that so that's that's where i came from so i was like dice are going to control this and i've never played these things what am i doing i kind of sent me into a tailspin but once i got into it it wasn't too bad
0: yeah and it helps that powered by the apocalypse systems are much more Mm story-based like the 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 dice mechanics are kept to a minimum on purpose um so it was kind of a perfect marriage i think for where you are coming from and then coming into this game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think the, the past forum board, all that role play experience that you had served, has served you incredibly well because I, I wouldn't have known, um, had you not, had you not told us when we first started. When you're doing a game, um, what would you say are the elements you enjoy the most? So do you, do you enjoy stories? espionage do you enjoy action do you enjoy focusing on story elements or interpersonal connections um character building like what i imagine character building's in there quite a bit for you just based on what you've said so far but is yeah there, i
1: i really enjoy like, character what's your development. Jam? um but okay. that that also bleeds into like relationship development between characters because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i i think that's really the bread and the butter of any role-playing story like if your characters don't have connections to the people around them you're just attacking random monsters and that's, that's it. It's not as much fun without those relationships right. and then that character development that you build.
0: Right. Right. And I think, um, I think Patrick Kelly, who I had on, in season two, I think we talked about this a little bit, but like he said, you know, without those, you're just, without that, you're just playing a video game with dice. You know, you're just playing a video game character that's sort of woodenly walking through this world and you're not having that, that, those interactions that can make yeah, or break it, it, it a game. It really,
1: I I think that the character development really creates engagement. Um, yeah, with the yeah. game itself, because without that, okay. I mean, I, I, like your like your other person there was saying, it's it's just I do this, I do that, but there's no heart in it. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense to me. It makes complete sense to me. Um, I I'm usually driven and focused on games that. Are focused on that character development on focused on, and also like on, as a DM on giving the characters hard decisions, right? Because that's how a character will grow. If you give them a hard decision,
1: trial by fire, um,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, or that whole idea of failing forward, like, okay, yeah, you failed a bunch of roles, but what have you learned from this? And, you know, you maybe had to pay a price, but this is, this is your prize, etc. Um, Okay. What kind of character do you like to play the most? I guess you haven't <laughs> done a lot of D&D, so I guess we can't go with classes. But, like, would uh, I'm trying to think of, like, do you like to do tanks? Do you like to do range combat? Do you like to do the guy, like, the tinkerers uh, and well, the fixers? Well, in, in
1: video games, if I have an option, I have always okay. been an up-close-and-personal melee fighter. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Scrapper.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. I'm a big I'm a big Dragon Age fan, so uh, okay. All right. my, my, Me and my swords are are good friends. Um, but in terms of like what kind of characters I enjoy, it's kind of anybody's game in that respect. Um, I yeah? okay. I have found in role playing games that I very much enjoy playing uh, either a to fill a gap or b I like playing the normal person surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Completely abnormal people. Um, right. And I know this is true of uh, the Hogwarts tag, which you know my character, Lita. Right. Um, for those of you that don't know, my-, my TikTok tag is Vermidian, if you wanted to go look me up. Um, but when I was participating in the Hogwarts tag, I had this character named Lita Larson. And she was um, born of non-magical parents. And she was constantly just pointing out, that makes absolutely no sense. What are you talking about? And that was kind of my entire character because nobody had done that yet. And I was like, right. we have to make fun of this world, right? Like, there's no way everyone can take this this seriously. That's, that doesn't even make sense that that should work. So, uh, I, I really enjoy putting a normal person in and just pointing out how ridiculous things are. Um, right.
0: Uh, that's awesome. That's I, I think awesome. I did that's...
1: it a little bit with our Monster of the Week game as well.
0: Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, um, it is. It's so much fun to play. Exactly what you said. A normal person surrounded by abnormal circumstances and/or people. Mm-hmm. It's been some of my favorite characters as well. So just, I totally. I, get I really that enjoy job.
1: Uh, pointing out the obvious to things that have just become normalized that are really strange. <laughs>
0: Right, right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of
1: something specific and nothing's coming to mind, but uh, it's it's really fun to yeah to poke fun at, at the ridiculous things that you've just started to accept as normal, and then you take a step back and you go, "Wait a minute."
0: <laughs> so, so a little bit of a trickster element is that what I'm is that maybe what I'm a little, yeah, yeah, maybe a little, maybe. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, up close and personal, trickster, every person, cool. Got it. What other what other creative projects? So you do. um, What other creative projects do you have? I know you 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 do gaming. You do um, a lot of writing. What other what other creative projects do you have? And do they interlace interlace with RPGs at all?
1: Um, I'm not sure that I have terribly many. Um, I I do a lot of uh, graphic design in my in my free time. That's what my degree is in. Um, Mm -hmm. so I have been helping people with their graphic design for various things. Um, I have a friend, uh, I believe the name is the dice sorcerer who had me design a logo for their shop. Um, and they, they make dice. They have a shop making dice. Um, I'm getting ready to do a logo for, I believe, uh, one of the people that you were considering interviewing storms, um, for his Twitch channel which I still need to do, okay. but uh, it's on my docket for me to do. Okay. So, okay. So in that are regard, I'm kind of helping in graphic design stuff, but I haven't done too, too much. I think the most graphic design that would interlace is the stuff that I'm doing uh, for Wildest Plus. So.
0: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what's that? What's yeah, that what like? is that? Huh. And if anybody's out there going, oh, this is kind of a person I think I would want to have design my logo all of – uh, V's information will be in the show notes, so you can track her down and and uh, see see if she can help you out as well. Okay, so graphic design, art, writing, good deal, good deal. Um, I know you like to read. Yes. What's uh What's your favorite genre? What's your favorite book? Like, do uh, you read I quite a few books a year? I could narrow it
1: down to a favorite
0: book. Um, okay. All right. Top three. <laughs> no I don't even think I can do that I currently <laughs> Top own 10?
1: God what am I? I I think I think my list because I have an Excel spreadsheet so I stop buying duplicates of books that I like enjoy or want to read and I believe right. I'm up to 646 books that I physically own
0: wow. um Wow
1: that's not that's not digital copies those are in my physical space um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but
1: I have found that my favorite genre which is a very specific thing are fantasy fiction heist books
0: fantasy fiction heist books okay um, and if okay. i'm gonna
1: recommend one i'm going to recommend the lies of la Lamora*.
0: oh heck yeah
1: um which i had a Fantastic. really I, I my my cousin had recommended it to me and i didn't think much of it and then i was at my thrift store and i saw a paperback copy and i was like oh i might as well pick that up i'll go ahead and read it yeah. And I'm I'm reading it, and I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, okay, these characters are pretty decent. And I'm about halfway through the book, and I'm like, it feels like the plot is almost finished. And I look at this, and I'm like, there are still, like, 300 pages left. Not Something is going to go wrong, and sure enough, <laughs> something went wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but it, yeah. it, is, it is one of the best fantasy fiction heist books I think I've read. Um, the other one that I would recommend is um, the Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom books
0: um, mm, right. I by Lee that. Bardugo.
1: Yeah. I did not enjoy the original three trilogy. In fact, I read Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom on their own without having read the first three books in that world. And I okay. enjoyed those two more than any of the other books that I now own in the series um okay so if you wanted to read those by themselves you absolutely can
0: got you so what i'm hearing is that you would really enjoy a game called blades in the dark i think that's what the culmination of this entire interview so far has come to is me knowing that you are the top of the list for for whenever i run a blades in the dark game I don't because know that's what that, exactly, is, but
1: that sounds like fun
0: <laughs> it is it is a fantasy heist game You create different characters. It's like Ocean's Eleven meets uh, a fantasy world. You are playing different aspects of uh, rogue elements that are trying to do a job or a heist or a con or whatever. And the the game is pretty much built so to – like you have to do a planning stage. You have to like – then you try to implement things and – there are timers and cl- what's called a clock that is going to make sure you stay on track. Like, if you guys don't do this, then this other thing is going to happen. Um, so, really I think neat. that's what I'm hearing is that, okay, I'm just going to make a quick note here. Kirsten goes to top of list. Of I know. My, <laughs> my three dark.
1: things that will suck me in, other than fantasy fiction heist books, uh, well, I guess two in addition to that one, um, are really well built worlds in fantasy books mm-hmm. and robots in sci-fi books i am
0: okay a robot I th- okay it. I thought you, gotcha, I thought you were going to say robots in a well built fantasy world and I'm like
1: well i'll well, take that them works, in a well built yeah. fantasy world, but typically you don't see yeah. them that much at those so
0: yeah but the only thing is the um the war forged in uh, I'm blanking on the name of the world. I'm sure our listeners will be screaming it at me right now. But Eberron. <laughs> Eberron. It's a D&D world setting and you have basically war forged magical constructs that were sent off to battle that basically kind of like robots, but with lots of strength and big clubs kind of idea. So you've read a ton of books. You've read in a lot of different genres. You haven't. Are these all fantasy and sci-fi books, or have you read I, a decent amount of nonfiction? Or? I
1: typically stick to fiction. Um, okay. I find nonfiction very unapproachable a lot of the time. I do read some nonfiction, um, but I'm very picky about what I pick up, and typically I don't find that I reread it. Um, so mm, I don't tend okay. to own as much of it either because I'm like if I'm not going to reread it, I'm not going to keep it. Uh, which, right. Which is my rule is if I read a book and I'm like I enjoyed it, but I don't think I'm ever going to reread this, then I I uh, will will hand it back to my used bookstore uh, for them to sell right. on.
0: Awesome. So with all of that sort of knowledge, right of of what is a good story right? Because you've just reading that many books is going to have an effect, I think, on someone who loves a good story anyway. Oh yeah. How do you see that? Or mm, how do you, do you work to try to implement that when you're playing a character? Like, are you, do you stay active, actively aware of like, okay, this is the scene, this is what's going on in either form board or, or tabletop, but like, this is the scene, this is what's going on. And this is, How my character can help move this scene along? Do you you have that kind of third-party perspective?
1: I I think it also helps lend to... The the more media you consume that is story-based, I feel like the more you you begin to understand um, how people react in certain situations and how certain Mm -hmm. scenes might go. For example... um, My dad uh, raised me, basically, watching Star Trek, and we started re Next Generation, which was my favorite. Okay. Me and, me and robots, Data is probably the reason. Um, <laughs> okay. But we started re-watching it, and they usually would do, like, a scene before the title sequence. And uh, without fail, I was able to pretty much tell you what the plot of the episode was going to be from that one-minute scene.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was
1: not mad about it, but I knew how the story would have to go. It was either one of like two or three ways. And I'd be like, is this going to happen? And my dad is just sitting there like, how could you do this to me?
0: How how did you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. uh, A good friend of mine, Daniel McDevitt, interviewed him in season one. Um, He and I have always had a saying in that we don't watch a lot of trailers and we ask people, don't even talk about a movie around us because you can be saying... Because we are so well-versed in story, and yeah, like, he's he's absolutely. a writer and has done a lot of screenplays, I, you know, I've always been interested in writing and, and story format. You can tell me one sentence that you don't think is, you know, and then, well, then he picks up the ring, and you're like, oh, God, don't tell me anymore, because in your brain you start putting the pieces together
1: absolutely it's, to it's know. Like a yeah yeah so exactly, when you're playing exactly. a role-playing game and you've seen similar scenes either in a tv show which i i generally prefer tv versus movies um, in terms of how okay. much you can do with a storyline and with character development um movies are good but you only get an hour and a half and then tv shows even with a smaller series you get three to ten episodes and that's Three to ten hours of content versus an hour and a half, um, so right. I, I tend to watch more TV shows than movies um, in in that respect. But you start to absorb like how those scenes typically go, um, and sometimes you know it'll it'll surprise you. Things will go a little bit differently, but typically you can kind of keep an eye out for uh, what might go wrong. And if you're a character like um, like Valen, take for example from. our our Wildest Plus game here that we're running that hopefully you guys have seen a couple of episodes of or will soon. Um,
0: Hopefully, yeah, that'll be on the Patreon, by the way. And then you have another character that'll be coming up for the podcast.
1: Yeah, whose name is going to be Mouse. Mouse.
0: Mouse. Mouse. See? Wow. Kind of,
1: sort of. We'll see. Um, (laughs) Mouse mouse is what they will be going by. Um, But... Basically, say, say Valon walks into a situation and they would have knowledge of, oh, this this is this is an unsafe place for me to be. I need to keep my guard up because this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. And as a role player who has read all of those things, you can be more um, informed about what your character should keep an eye out for with that backstory mm-hmm. in mind. Um, so I, I think it gives you a little bit more of an informed situation for your characters and, and their knowledge bases
0: yeah that's so well put that's so well put I, I also so with uh coming back to the forum board gaming and this is just something before I ask the question I'm just going to say you've done it really well but uh, the I've I know a lot of people that have been in forum board games and I'm I'm curious if this was a problem for you it, forum board games, or even the TikTok role playing that we were talking about earlier in the interview, um, you have time to decide what your character is going to do. Oh, you have absolutely. time to and re-edit and like re-parse out paragraphs, right? And like, right. okay, no, 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 this—you know—you can sleep on it and be like, oh, no, 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 no. My that character aspect do
1: that. Has, has been really nice too uh, with forum-based okay. role playing because you don't necessarily have to have everybody have free time all at the same time. So right. you can right. post and then it'll be like three or four days or a week or something like that before the other person has time to respond. And it's not a big deal right. because you can do five or six different role plays at the same time. I presuming you can balance that. Um, right? <laughs> but but there's there's not this like feeling of time crunch where you need to get everybody together to play the same game at the same time and trying to get mm-hmm. everybody's schedules to match up. It's whenever they have free time to respond to you they do uh, right? which is nice.
0: And so right exactly um, and that's that's but, why that's why forum board stuff I think is, survives as long as it has absolutely. even with computer games.
1: I will say they they uh, they tend to die eventually cuz people run out of steam or just run out of energy or right. aren't inspired by the idea anymore which uh, like TikTok um, is yeah. is just yeah. the way of an open world role play. Um, right. Oh but you so, you had asked another subset of that question what was it?
0: well it was like when you came to the game like let's say when you sat down with your first D game did you have like a decision paralysis of like i like because you have only like a few minutes to be like okay what does your character do and you're like uh um, i need yeah, to write some no. paragraphs and re-edit so, and then think about so my, this and my i need to go to sleep in
1: college <laughs> i think i think i was a sophomore i could have been a, a junior but i think i was a sophomore um I'd never played before, never built a character, so my DM kind of helped build the character. He's like, okay, what do you want to play? And I was like, I, I have no idea. Uh, what do you want me to play? What what would be helpful to the party? Which, like, again, I like to help fill gaps, so that was fine. And he was like, well, we could use right. a bard. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. Uh, no awareness of, like, bards being... <laughs> behaving like bards. So she was just a very nice character as far as I was aware. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And... He was like, okay, and I'm going to give you... I, I think it might have been vicious mockery. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's been long enough that I do not remember. Um, and he was like, but you're going to have to, you know, say things to attack people, essentially. And I was like, okay... And I did it once or twice, and then by the third time I was like, I am out of insults to throw at these. I don't, and I had, like, no other attacks, I was like, I am not a mean person, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so, after a certain point I was just very, uh, very unsure, and thankfully the game didn't go on too much longer after that, so I didn't have to right. live with it for too long. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, definite, no, okay. definite paralysis in that sense.
0: Okay, okay. Because I didn't notice any in the Monster of the Week game I ran for you guys that um, there was there was no sense of uh, you trying to, like, okay, I need to think about this and figure out exactly what I need her to do. And you were just there. Yeah, it was enough to forum-based
1: role-play storytelling that I was, yeah, I was yeah. able to, to get into it fairly quickly, which was really nice.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so question so with all the reading you've done all the love of story all this you know all the writing you've done for form boards are you writing anything yourself
1: i have have found that i'm good at developing characters and i'm good at developing situations and worlds i am not good at starting points so i have not tried to write anything myself uh i have an idea or two that i've tucked away but i've never actively tried to pursue writing them
0: Okay. All right. I just wanted to check in on that because it seems like that would be maybe, a nice natural progression. Maybe one day. Yeah. One day. One day. Okay. So with that in mind, you haven't really done any writing, but have you considered GMing at all?
1: Um, like I, you, I have run for a forum-based. Game? I'm not sure how well I would do at running a game because I, I feel like I would have to have a lot of it figured out in advance. <laughs>
0: Mm, um, right. Right.
1: And maybe one day. I don't know that I'm necessarily there at this point, but, but maybe one sure. day. That if, would if that would be could. something maybe if I had like a module or like a starting point for an adventure and like plotted out yeah. the general idea of it. Um
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I think that's where modules and yeah, I think that's where they really shine is helping people get started mm-hmm. running a game because it, it, it works so well to help you get going. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The, the initial starting point can be, I wouldn't say horrible, but it's probably one of the biggest difficulties. I can come up with a game idea of like, oh, and, and it'll end this way, right? But I have no idea how to kick it off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get it. If you could game master a game, and run a game what would you like to play what and don't have to worry about rule sets but like what genre would you want to do
1: uh it would either be fantasy or sci-fi uh for sure okay i mean i know those are okay. kind of interchangeable a lot of the time um
0: so okay okay have you played you haven't played any sci-fi games though right uh not have you, not role-playing, role-playing
1: games um right. forum role-playing though yes
0: sure sure okay okay all right. I'm just making a mental note here my, that my you know, favorite we, one that we, I made
1: a really long time ago, uh, was yes. a, a world that like earth had colonized and they were like, Oh, we live on this tiny island with androids. And it, it never okay. really went anywhere, but it was a really good world idea. <laughs> so.
0: Okay. And that was on a forum board. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So what? So you said you've run forum board games. What was, what was the one you enjoyed the most? Oh god, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, I don't <laughs> I, even I'm know. not okay, sure I can okay. answer that.
1: Um, okay, th- they they kind of become like like characters do. They kind of become an extension of yourself. Um, sure, and they're like your kids. So like you can't choose between them because you love them all for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> the, I I feel like with role playing, you really put some <laughs> of yourself in any character you make. Um, even if you don't intend to, if you're like, I'm going to make the most opposite to me character, they wind up having more in common with you than you plan.
0: Exactly. And that actually brings me into another point that I do want to discuss uh, is in that aspect of every character you make is some fragment shard fractal of yourself. Have you ever made a character that has helped you overcome something With yourself in real life, I don't. As it okay,
1: I don't think so. I tend to try to avoid using role playing as therapy um, because it's not fair to put that on other other people. Um, But you can definitely explore aspects of yourself more and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't going towards, like, a therapy thing. It, well, it was I, more I, like... Well, I
1: know role-playing, sometimes people will explore, like, things that they're not willing to do in person um, because right. they're nervous about having said anything like that in person. Um, right. But I, I don't right. recall any particular instance where I've done that.
0: Okay, okay, um, okay. This is, like, just as as sort of a tool for self-exploration. Or even inadvertently, because I found that I... um. That's happened to me a couple times where I've made a character and then, you know, a few, a few years down the road or even a few sessions in, uh, you're like, uh, oh, <laughs> it was like a subconscious part of myself was wanting to come out.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely and... experienced that happening, but it, it wasn't necessarily okay. me exploring okay. those. It was more just, oh, I gave that character this. Yeah, that's definitely... Yeah. More of me than
0: I planned. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Okay. 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 I just think it's fascinating how that happens, mm-hmm. whether it's form-based, whether it's you're sitting around a table and making a character. I think a lot of people, I don't think it's thought about as much in the hobby, but it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. I just think it's fascinating. Um, okay. Okay. I was going to go somewhere else with that, and I completely forgot. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> oh, no, well, it's you your fault. Me
1: before, how many books I read a year? Um, it really yeah. varies. Uh, a couple of years okay. ago, I was reading like 120 books in a year. Um, wow. This year, I think I've read 30. I've, I've been okay. slacking. So, I mean, the year's not yet over, but uh,
0: yeah, you've got time to put in I've what another <laughs> another another hundred. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. What um so you're so you you like the fantasy heist books, but is there a, a long do you, are you are you a long running series person or do you prefer them to be shorter?
1: I um, I haven't like, found that I have too much of a preference. Um I do enjoy okay. the character development that comes with longer series though. Cuz I right, with, with a right. a standalone book you get that character like like for a movie, you get the character for one book as opposed to getting to see them change and, and build but sometimes longer series is man they can they can throw wrenches into the works and you're like, I don't oh, yeah. I don't want to see this character anymore. I'm tired of them. They did something bad with this character development. Uh, right, which I've right, definitely right. experienced. So
0: Okay. Have you ever have you ever experienced that in a game?
1: Uh well I mean I don't know. Maybe in the forum based role playing I don't think I obviously yeah, have done yeah, too much yeah. tabletop role playing games but um But
0: yeah forum based stuff I'm just curious.
1: I think a lot of the characters that I w- had once interacted with and then didn't interact with later had to do with the role player themselves um mm-hmm. okay. and their okay. inability to communicate.
0: Mm, um so big yeah. yeah. So
1: okay. I've 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 had issues with with other role players who start making like executive decisions and then don't communicate that with you or they make plans with another person and they don't remember that they made plans with you to do something a particular way and it's really frustrating to then work with them going forward.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a follow-up question. You you kind of started on it already was with forum board role play because that's that's the bulk of your experience oh yeah and it's i've had that happen about with
1: tiktok t- as well
0: oh yeah 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 absolutely any kind of collaborative storytelling experience and where it's an experience where you have investment in one particular character that's yours right if if you're having a collaborative storytelling session but you don't have a horse in the game so to speak it can be different but people can get so Defensive about their character, Um, and I I mean, I'll raise my hand as guilty uh, in my early days on that one as as well. But it's it's something where it can it can it can breed trouble. Oh yeah. Um, Did you ever have? Did you ever have a a blow up? Did you ever have a, a real problem in any of the games you were either running or you were in? Um, where those sort of uh, mindsets clashed about a fictional character, and that you had to navigate and resolve?
1: Yes., um, and sometimes uh, they were resolvable issues, and then sometimes they weren't, and you would go your own separate ways. And you know, if you were running right, the roleplay, right. um you could either like turn it over to another person or you could continue and the other person would go. Or you would just decide, hey, let's not have our, our characters interact uh, after this kind of thing. If you were just two mutual role players in an open world kind of thing. Right. Um, right.
0: Like if you're in a setting, in a form board game with like 50
1: and, people. And sometimes you could work it uh, out. And it like, well, you know, because sure. at that point, with, with the amount of time that you'd spent interacting with these people, you, you've you built relationships with them. Um, right. And it really just depends, you know, on, on what's going on and... and how willing the other person is to to work back to a, a point of of mutual understanding.
0: Right. Well said. Very well said. I think, and that that applies that applies just as much to a tabletop as it does to a form. Oh yeah, or absolutely. Because it's yeah, it's it's just people. That's, very well that's said. That's
1: how people do yes. things. And sometimes there is no meeting people in the middle, uh, depending right. on what's going on. So.
0: Right. Yeah. I've told um, new players, I've gotten um, new players contact me and and ask, uh, how do I find a group? How do I find, how do I get into (laughs) this game? I know, I feel that. Right. And it's, it's, I usually tell them, don't settle on the first one you find. Um, Try to, unless it really jives, right? Like, like I think Wildest Plus is jiving, for instance. Like I've, I've run into people who are new to the hobby and they walk into this and they think it's, it's, it's going to go really well. And you might get into a game where you, whether you're doing it online and you're just trying to do a pickup game or a local community um, has a game shop that has a, you know, hiring adventurers sign and they're trying to scrum up a a D and D game you can walk into that, and you should make sure you have enough freedom. You you should always know you can walk right back out of it.
1: Oh yeah! And, I think and, a lot of
0: people get into a game and then decide, oh well, I've I'm here. I'm not really jiving with it, but I'm going to give it a few more weeks, right? yeah. like,
1: And and that was my my thing with um, even forum based role playing. Um, my my phrase was real life comes first. So if somebody yeah. was like, I'm so sorry, I haven't responded in like a month. I've been dealing with some stuff in my personal life. And we're like, this is fantasy. If you are not having fun because of your responsibility to need to do it, yeah. it's not fun. So don't do it. Like, we, we want you to be <laughs> having fun. And if this isn't fun for you anymore, yeah. you, you don't need yeah. to sink your time into this.
0: Oh, my gosh. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I've always said people need people need to leave a game with Okay, so the number one rule: you're you're winning at role playing games if you're having fun. Like that's yeah, the number one and line. Yeah, because that's not, the whole point of, of
1: any hobby is that it brings you joy. And if you're not right. having fun with it anymore, is it a hobby or is it a responsibility?
0: Right. Like, like where's we're, exactly like exactly. I, exactly to
1: some degree? If you are building something with somebody else in a role playing game and it's getting a little frustrating for you. You, you might just need to talk to the other person and be like, "Hey, look, this isn't yeah. this isn't as fun for me anymore. We might need to reassess what we were talking about so that we're both happy." Um, exactly, and that can oh be a gosh, really hard yes. conversation to start, unfortunately. But with the form-based role plays that I did on Gaia, we would always have a secondary channel where we just like talk, like we we could talk one-on-one, like privately. Mm, yeah. um, but we'd also have channels where we were like, "Oh, that's really cool. I love how the plot's going," kind of thing, like. Not in the main forum, which was just story. Um, And even with those, we would all have minimum of one character, obviously. But sometimes I would be running four or five characters in the same story. So I could be interacting with different people. And they would all have four (laughs) or five characters. So it was, we would really have this interesting, like, community of different characters in the storylines. So it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you don't see that very often in tabletop.
1: The tabletop. I don't think anybody wants to run a campaign with like thirty, forty people in it. So,
0: <laughs> well, I mean
1: that you never get everybody. through.
0: <laughs> I just, I um, I've always found it. So there was, there was a game um, that would probably
1: be more similar to LARPing, which I've never done.
0: Yeah, yeah. In LARPing, I mean, even LARPing, a lot of people stick to one character mm-hmm. and 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 run through the game. I know, I think I had three, and the one big. Um, live action game I was in. Uh, and that was, that was a lot of fun. Cause you could always like put them on a shelf, you know, and be like, okay, I'm kind of tired of this guy. I'm going to go over and play this radically different character for a few, for a few games that I've always wondered how you could do a troop style role-playing game where each player had maybe anywhere from two to three characters. And how would that look? I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but I've always thought that would be really interesting and fun to kind of tell a wider story. Um, you'd
1: you'd probably have to run it like scenes. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. which, which also, could be
1: doable for sure. Or by
0: locations, maybe by location. Like especially if you're world building, like okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have a group over here, we're gonna have a group over here, and we're gonna have a group over in this city. Um, you could also base well, it on who could show up like, for the well, night.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like what we're doing with Wildest Plus with our our Patreon yeah. characters versus our like our our main podcast characters, exactly. uh, where they inhabit the same situation and they might know some of the same people and they might interact with some of the same NPCs, but they're doing an entirely different thing. Right. So scene right. based.
0: Yeah, scene based. Scene based. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was fun.
1: One thing that one character might do in one scene might completely screw up a plan that you have with another character, which has absolutely (laughs) happened to me before. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's but and also in that, though, but that's fun, right? Like that's fun to cause problem to cause problems for your other character.
1: And and sometimes you don't know, um, with with the role-playing games, again, on forums, um, it would be you and this other person make a plan, and then this other person blows up a building across town. And you're like, well, shoot, my character has to go respond to that, but we had this plan, and they're like, can we squeeze it in? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think I have to go deal with this now. So we'd uh-huh. have to shelve that plan for maybe later if we could get back into it kind of thing.
0: Oh, like, right. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, and was your other character it, the dealing, one who blew up the dealing
1: building? Dealing with a human, no, thank God. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> this is this is just an example. I don't think I was ever in when we were building got blown up. Um, okay. but like, you you never know what the other characters are going to do, and when you're right. dealing with that many other people, and they all have their own plans with different characters, they're gonna do things that'll throw off your plans. So it's really interesting navigating with that many different scenes and effects going on.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i i i know exactly what you're talking about i was in a um i think it's called a mud multi-user domain it was back in the back in the day and it was a changeling based uh kind of an internet based it wasn't a form board it was it was by location and by scene and you could move your character around this uh internet world and it was all text-based um kind of like the old zork game if you remember the old if you know what I'm talking about uh, and you would move from scene to scene and you had to do it, at a computer hooked up to the internet and there'd be like 70 people online and you were moving around this, these, this text based map uh, to try and find other people. And sometimes you'd come into like, you'd go to the bar and there'd be like 30 people and it would be, but it wouldn't be like a forum board. It would be actual like chatting in character, mm-hmm. making a uh, emoting and, and saying what your character is going to do and, it was a little bit like an internet LARP. I tried
1: doing that, but uh, character okay. limits meant that I wrote too much, so it, it didn't throw on me very <laughs> I much. I
0: see, see, I, I see. Okay. Once you okay. get in
1: the habit of writing that much per post, it is so much harder to go back to like 300 characters. Uh-huh, like uh-huh, even okay. even going from forum-based to uh, the Firefly role play that I'm in, because we started uh, just doing right. it on the Discord server itself, I I want to say it caps it at like 800, 900 characters Hmm. or something like it might be a thousand characters but like it caps you at a certain number of characters which is not the same as a certain number of words so you have to be like okay how can i shorten this up and sometimes you just can't you have to post twice in a row kind of
0: thing (laughs) (laughs) right right Uh, right
1: it 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 grates on me a bit
0: Uh, well are you sure you don't want to consider this writer gig thing?
1: <laughs> uh, maybe one day.
0: <laughs> one day. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. So as we wrap up, uh, what are some of, what are some, or what is a favorite moment for you from either a game you've been in yourself, either at a tabletop or uh, um, on a forum board, like where things like really gelled, like, you know, and like you really enjoyed it and you still think about it to this day.
1: I'm I'm not sure that I necessarily have one at the tip of my memory.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I I've really been enjoying Dimension Twenties podcasts or not podcasts, um right. shows that they've been doing yes. and yes. I think those float to the, the forefront of my mind with okay. like how their scenes go. Um and I'm looking forward to experiencing more of tabletop role playing games because I know how much fun they're having on screen and I'm surrounding myself with people who are also great storytellers um yeah, so thank yeah. you for inviting me to, to participate heck, in, heck in all yeah. of this because this is the first campaign with you that i've ever uh finished and i'm getting ready to finish uh our patreon's first like campaign the, here, the so. arc we're gonna call
0: it the arc the arc if we ever get there but we'll call it the arc but <laughs> we're having we're gonna too much those fun. Characters. we're having too much fun so <laughs> we're not gonna stop why do we why would we stop um yeah it was well when i we played monster of the week and that was my first time with you as a player. And when I started having the thoughts of, I need to, I want to pull a group of people together to uh, do this wildest plus with more than just Dr. Hip and I, um, you were, you were on the list. You were like, I, I need, cause you were so all of that experience that we've talked about throughout this interview. Like, came to the fore it was very obvious you were focused on story you were and, focused and on and you were
1: like hey you want to play a rogue and i was like yes yeah yes yes give me the fantasy <laughs> fiction heist which accidentally i may have uh pulled in with valen uh you Acc- guys will see about accidentally we're talking about air
0: quotes accidentally uh huh uh-huh, okay
1: it wasn't i was i was doing the rogue <laughs> thing and stealing from somebody It wasn't planned but who knew? uh
0: who knew well nobody knew at that point because nobody, nobody knew it the was going to yeah yeah, it just turned out to be the MacGuffin that we needed. Maybe not the MacGuffin we wanted, but it was the MacGuffin we needed to put together a pretty cool story. So awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Kirsten, thank you so much. Uh, where can folks find you online?
1: Um, so my username on most things are Vermidian. Um, I think on Instagram it's VermidianK because somebody else already had that username and they oh. haven't used it in like six years and I'm a little, little salty
0: about uh, it. The, um, oh, how dare but they?
1: But you should be able to find me as Vermidian on pretty much anything. Um, okay. So if anybody wants to reach out for me uh, to me for graphic design, let me know. Um, I believe yeah. I am Vermidian on Twitter. On I know I'm on TikTok as Vermidian. Uh, Vermidian K on Instagram. And past that, you should be able to find me through various means.
0: Awesome. And you'll be able to find all of that down in the show notes. I'll have all those linked up so you can just click and go if you want to see more of V online. And you'll be able to hear more of V uh, both on our Patreon as we've... Right now, the patron will be uh, hosting our playtest as we were getting ready for the actual podcast show, Wildest Plus. I'm, and then I'm not you'll mad be... about
1: bullying you into into keeping that as a
0: patron. I'm <laughs> no, really enjoying we're, Fallon. <laughs> we're, we're keeping it. We're keeping it. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying what we what we created there. It was going to be. It was just going to be like a, a, a. I think I said, "Oh, let's yeah, play you like, like These are five are be games." Throwaway
1: characters and I was like, "Oh no, I'm attached."
0: <laughs> I I should have known better. Um <laughs> But it's okay. I I love it when the magic happens and the magic definitely happened on the playtest. So here's fingers crossed as we go into getting ready to actually make shows for the Wildest Plus uh, on the public side of things. So yeah, more to come, I guess, is the way we'll leave that.
1: Yeah. We look yeah. forward to you guys getting to to interact with that content too.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we have a lot of good things. We've got a lot of good minds. Kirsten's being one of them uh, involved in other things than just the podcast, like merch and fun stuff, and maybe a Discord. And yeah, anyway, I'm just going to go on and on because I'm really excited. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to be on the interview and be on the show
1: absolutely
0: super thank appreciate it thank
1: you for, for wanting to interview me
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely well alright well that's it I will I will see you at our next play session which I think is in a couple days
1: alright uh, actually awesome. it is it is next week yeah. no because now we we'll okay. be- oh that's right we're taking that's right we're yeah. taking a week
0: off okay alright well I have a feeling I'll probably talk to you before then but
1: yeah probably
0: cool alright thank you talk to you later Bye. And a big thank you to Kirsten for coming on and doing that interview with me. I really appreciated the time she took to do that and a chance to really get to know a lot about her and her history of role-playing games and how all the work with Forum Board and uh, I like prose written narrative style game and how that came to influence and create a role player out of that, I think is pretty fascinating. I'm sure there are other people that have come at role playing from that same angle, but I don't, I don't know. There's everyone seems to have maybe done it a little bit, but it's usually the other way around. Someone is a role player and then they find out about forum boards. And so for that to be the other way, I thought I just found that very fascinating. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that episode and a chance to get to know Kirsten more. You will be getting to hear her voice as well as the other cast members. uh, Very shortly as we get the wildest plus, up and rolling. Um, right now I, I would, I would like to think that we could get session zero done, edited and in place. I would like to have it out by Halloween. I think that would be a lot of fun and to get it off and rolling for that time. So we're a little under the gun, but I think we can do it. Um, we, we are small, as I say, we are small, but mighty. Okay. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. If you want to know more about Kirsten and find, uh, look at her, her portfolio of graphic design work, um, all of her links, um, her portfolio link will all be down in the game notes, the game notes, the, the show notes. So go there, find what you can, um, and connect with her if you would like. If you have any questions, feel free to contact her or you can contact the show and we can maybe get something, uh, her way if needed. So yeah, uh you can find us on all social media. Um, hey, look up natural geekery, you'll find us. You can contact us there uh Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, we, we're kind of all over the place. So we will get a message if you want to be on the show and you want to come talk to us about a game that you've released or a product, or you want to talk about your cool campaign, or you want to talk about your style of game mastering come on the show. We would be glad to have you. I'll be glad to interview you and give you some time. I think that's, it's, it's part of the way we are building this community. We, it's a part of the way that I want to show everyone all the different variations and awesome striations of this hobby. And this is, this is how I'm doing it. So I hope you're enjoying it. Um, if you want to support the show further, you can check us out on Patreon. Please give that a look. Our Patreons get special content that it will be coming up shortly. They'll be getting a first look at the wildest plus game. They'll be getting their own second game that they will be getting episodes for of our wildest plus, uh, second group of characters. Um, we had so much fun in the playtest, Like I said, that we are just, we're just running with it because, Hey, why not? Um, Yeah. So check us out there. And as always, um, special thanks to the dragon guards of our Patreon. Uh, that is crippled Ninja, Patrick Kelly, and Scott hip and steel. Um, the dragon guard supporters have been amazing through some very, very tough times and we cannot thank them enough for being with the show and supporting our show and all our patrons in general, all of you guys and gals and human beings and spirits and animals and whoever is there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that's all for now. Uh, we'll have another show for you in two weeks, another interview show that I'm very excited to share with you. And in the meantime, you can also catch us on our discord. We have a public discord. You can come hang out with us and be part of that community. I mentioned before the link is down in the show notes. You can also find it on most of the social media and, If you have a question, send me an email and I will give you the link to the Discord and you can come say hi. Uh, And that's going to be it for now. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and we will see you on the next one. Keep shining, everybody.